And here we go. Wait, that's probably copywritten. Anyway, whatever. Hey, Internet, my name is Todd. <laughs> I am going to be playing some Dungeons and Dragons today, and some pals are going to be playing with me. I hope you can play with us, too, actually. Uh, we've got an interactive game, uh, so if you're watching live on either the YouTubes or the or the, uh, what's the other one? Twitch? Yeah, either the YouTubes or the Twitch, please type at us and we will include your suggestions into the game. Uh, if this is your first time, uh, click the button with the, I got a things, nope. I, there it is, click the button. Yeah, if this is your first time, do the thing and uh, you'll get updates. Also, if this is your first time listening on the podcast, click the button for podcast. You can also check it out there. I have things that I have to say and I should probably let the others get in on this. So let's do this. So, hello, everybody. Smooth, hello. smooth as butter. Hey, everybody. Um, welcome back. Uh, super excited to be playing with you guys today. Uh, and uh, we're going to be playing some Dungeons and the Dragons, an ongoing campaign, uh, mostly homebrew, uh, but not entirely. So, well, actually, so far it is. We'll see if it stays that way. All right. So uh, I guess we'll just meet everybody at the table and we'll dive right back in. Let's start with the guy who's going to do a spit take. Oh, I missed it. He was drinking. You missed more. it. Ah, Got to work on my timing. All right. Take it away, Steve. Uh, first off. First off, I got a plug. I got a plug. I got something in the mail the other day. So, oh, oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh wow. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's blurring. It's blurring. Stop blurring. Anyway, stop blurring. Yeah, I haven't. Thank you. No, it's still in the package. I have not opened oh. yet. Very excited. <laughs> Mint my condition. wife, my eggs are excited. Check out, uh, you know, Gordon's game. Lost ones available on Amazon. Yeah, excited about that. Awesome. I can truly say from experience, it is awesome. Yeah. It's some... I got I got mine a few months ago. Yeah. Primo. I loved it. Awesome. There's... Good job, Gord. Thank you. Yeah, for sure. There's something cool just about holding in, you know, holding it in your hand, you know. Sure you went through this when you got your first proof copy. It's like you have it on you know, you have your prototypes and you have your drafts and all that. But when you get the first proof and actually that like, hold it, there's this moment, right? I had that I had that with the book, so excited for you. Excited to try it out. Absolutely. Anyway. Absolutely. As per usual, we are here with Gex Techford, ready to adventure. No more introduction necessary. <laughs> <laughs> He's just ready to rock. <laughs> All right, let's keep going on the horn. Uh, next up is our latest addition to the game, Bella. Welcome back. Hey, hey. <laughs> week two. Two in a row. Although I'll miss next week, but uh, I am here for tonight. Uh, hi, everybody. Um, I'm Bella, and I am playing Isold. Uh, Connolly, and she is a half-elf, uh, bloodhunter. She is a young, inexperienced, um, gung-ho kind of gal. So, um, even, even when she makes mistakes. Uh, so yeah, fake it till you make it. That's about me. <laughs> make big mistakes bigger. 
<laughs> Welcome to teenage. My favorite thing to do. Awesome. I feel like that's a, a t-shirt for all teenagers. Making big mistakes bigger since 1943. Um, <clears throat> I don't know why I chose that year. Uh, anyway, we'll keep going around the horn and throw it over to Gordon. Take it away, Gordon. Hey, Gordon playing Rook, uh, a resident rogue phantom. And um, yeah, Rook's, Rook has a plan. Rook has a plan. <laughs> that's that's <laughs> all you get from Gordon. I have a plan. Leave me it's alone. It's the week of... Uh... Yes, yeah, the week of cryptic introductions this time. Absolutely. Okay, I, I can get behind this. All right, and then, is it even him? Is he even there? It's Carl. Hey, guys. So uh, I will be playing Dave Tillman. He's a uh, he's a twi he's a total Twilight cleric with uh, some uh, residual anger issues. But you know what? He's a go with the flow type of guy. Does he have a plan? Fuck no. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. He's he's the total with the mortal. No, I don't know. I got nothing. All right, internet. Don't forget you're part of this too. So please jump in if you get an idea or a suggestion. Uh, the only the only requirement is you can't insta kill. Um, any of our players, their characters maybe, but none of the players. All right, uh, and hopefully, and of course, there is also Timely who couldn't be here uh, tonight. Uh, but you will, somebody, they'll, they'll probably cause uh, Hilda to die tonight. So there we go. And she is a dwarf yeah. paladin. And we find ourselves on a boat. Still, it's the longest boat ride in history. Yes. It's true. Okay, so with that, we will dive in to some Dungeons and Dragons. Teaching the crew how to do a sea shanty. Absolutely. Awesome. <laughs> he can't do it properly himself, but uh, <laughs> all attitude. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. So you are f <laughs> back. Hey, welcome hey. back, Sarah Fabriel. Um, so you're catching the very beginning as we b dive back into their journey. The crew also known as the Strange Acquaintances, are sailing across the ocean in a busted ship. Well, a little less busted now. You've been managing to um, just barely uh, stay out of trouble. You've got yourselves floating. Uh, there's no giant problem in the boat anymore. And so you are able to sail at mostly full speed. You've got about 50 hull points down out of 250. Um, having patched a large section, you've sailed away, uh, managed to evade pursuit by the um, a white ship, uh, which is you're pretty sure is is sent by the mage towers. At least that's what you've been told. And you are sailing away. You risked life and limb sailing through something called the Frontiers Spin. 
behind you the the clouds that consistently ring around the atolls and the center of this frontier spin um, they recede into the background as you sail away the ships kind of just it's doing okay some of the rigging got damaged in the um, incredible explosion that caused your pursuing ship to not only break up but fall to the whirlpool and get sucked beneath uh, I would like everybody to do a quick perception check for me, um, just almost retroactively, in those last few seconds of that um, of that encounter. Oh, we're starting off well. <laughs> <laughs> Not one for a total of seven. Twenty-three. Okay, so Tillman. You are incredibly distracted. You're, you know what? I'm going to let you decide. Why are you so distracted? And think about that for a second. We'll come back to you. Um, in the meantime, Isild, this has been the most exciting 24 hours of your life. I mean, you're still feeling a little insecure about whole, like, not spotting the goblins um, sprawl, uh, the Waterworld style colony on the island that your ship crunched into but uh you feel like you made up a little bit of a little bit of uh goodwill with with the acting captain or the first mate with gex down there and with the rest of these strange acquaintances <laughs> do i do i get points for working it in i'm being told no all right uh so <laughs> two points thanks steve you're generous um so you are flying high right now, Isold, and but old habits, you know, you've spent quite a bit of time on watch, and so you scan the horizon, and you're the one looking back after everyone else takes to just getting away, making sure that you put some distance between the floundering and now sinking ship behind you. The mage ship, the white mast has been... Uh, and sails have been just wrecked by the explosion. Um, most of the hull is still intact, but it is, seems to be listing heavily to one side, and without a means of propulsion, it begins to get swirling around. Now, as you're sailing away, Isold looks back and sees the very final moments. Maybe, maybe you climbed up in the uh, crow's nest or something, allowing you a better view. And you see the final moments of that ship as it nears the middle of the whirlpool, a good 50 foot across, just this tunnel arcing down in the water. And as it's just in the last swirls, the last couple things around, you see these massive tentacles come up through the middle and just grab the hull and just into the, into the darkness below. No one and loved. thus they did appease the gods with their sacrifice. Exactly. Exactly. So, um, you're the only one who saw that, though. Uh, Rook is busy uh, assisting below, and same with Gex and Tillman. Why are you so damn distracted? Well, Tillman's Zoria. He's, he's always a proponent of uh, crew morale and seeing, you know, what they've been through uh, most recently in, you know, engagements and whatnot. Morale's low down. So he put together a ship's choir 
in order to uh, to pop up the morale, trying in vain to teach them new sea shanties and and whatnot. So he was so wrapped up in his first practice uh, and obviously missed the beat. Oh, just a little. Um, so can I get you to roll a performance check for me as you're branching out? <laughs> oh my goodness. Performance. Uh, all right. Three. Right. <laughs> that that tracks. That tracks perfectly. Well, um, yeah. There is this really awful sound from down below, and everybody's like, "What?" And Lek looks back and says, "Oh no, it's the octopus back." And everyone turns and just sees Dave. Like, it's part throat singing with the resonant shell, but this really high fluting nostril sounds like... And it is not going good. It's like broken bagpipes. Or just regular bagpipes. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I had to. I had to. Um, no. I like the sound of bagpipes to our Scottish and, and and so on listeners. I do like the sound of bagpipes at a distance. Um, anyway, uh, so you guys are sailing away. It is beautiful and it's it's actually going surprisingly well for the next little while. You, you secure the rigging. You're sailing for quite a while. Can I get, uh, let's get a volunteer to do a D100 roll for us. No reason. Just, just, you know. Not it. I got it. Authentic paper sounds. Thirteen. Thirteen. All right. You're going along, and you, the ship's in reasonably good shape uh, after some work. And you look out, and you've been—you haven't seen any sign of pursuit since the ship went down. But what you do see are storm clouds. As you're sailing along, <laughs> flicker of lightning off off the uh, port bow, and unfortunately, it seems to be in the direction you're heading, and the wind is blowing flat fast across ship, and so the storm begins to overtake you. Any preparations you want to do before the storm? Now is the time. Yeah, we'll do a little bit of shouting at people. All right, make a persuasion check or performance. Roll for screaming and then tell people (laughs) to batten down the hatches and whatnot. Hey, you, batten down the things with the whatnot and the thoo. Tie some knots. (laughs) Okay, how'd you do? Oh, uh... I did a 17. All right. All right. That's not too shabby. So everybody starts hustling around the ship. Uh, They begin battening down things and tying off ropes and telling lazy drunkards to get off the... Oh, yeah. The the surgeon comes stumbling up onto the deck. The drunkard um, uh, comes stumbling up, looks around for a second. Reporting. And just begins to vomit over the side of the ship. 
and then eventually takes himself back below um, at, at your order and does not get lost at sea. So congratulations. And uh, you all duck below and a skeleton crew kind of takes their takes the reins and um, uh, takes the till. And uh, you get a storm sail up and I'm going to need a series of checks, people. So how are you going to contribute to all of this? Uh, Rook, let's start with you. I'm going to help navigate us through it. Sure. Can I get a survival check, please? A nine. All right. You're you're pretty sure it's hard to tell. I mean, you're watching the compass and you're trying to keep a bearing, but um, with the spin with the frontier spin you're not entirely certain like where you left that particular situation so you could be a couple of miles nautical miles one way or the other so you're not entirely perfectly sure but you're, you, you know which direction vaguely to be going in and once you can see the stars you'll be able to take a better reading but uh, that's the best you can do right now all right how are you going to be helping tillman I'll be making sure that uh, the sails are, uh, are nice and patched up and and uh, ready to uh, endure the incoming storm. Nice. So you're using your cantrip, I'm guessing, with mending, as well as just good old-fashioned yes. tortle muscle. Uh, so I'm going to get as you to... Re- as required. Is... All right. I'm going to get you to roll... Um... Hmm. That's a tough one. Uh, do you have any crafting skills? Uh, no. Okay, so you're just so you're not rolling with proficiency, but you know what? I will give you um, I'll give you advantage because of the mending cantrip. So you're able to possibly mend any ropes rather than try to uh, patch things that way or like retie. So go ahead and roll a d20 plus your strength, but you have advantage. Okay. Let's I'll roll it twice. So nineteen. Not too shabby. You're able to mend quite a few of the the torn sails and ripped rope, um, fraying ropes. Even if you actually managed to catch a few that nobody else did, and. Uh, you even get the the ship's name placard had been knocked, so you get that and you mend it back. Uh, so it's going pretty good. All right, uh, how are you going to be contributing, Isold? Okay, so I think. Um, sorry. That's okay. <laughs> um, I this think is the ship dog. She That's was. What that is. That is the ship dogs. Yeah. Um, I think because I was already. You know, from the beginning, I was up in the crow's nest, kind of keeping watch. I feel like I would probably be trying to get some bearings and really get a gauge on how we could potentially skirt around this storm. Absolutely. So I'm going to get you to do a perception check as you're assisting with keeping an eye out and with navigation. 
Damn, I was really hoping for survival, but okay. That's all right. Perception's all right. Um, oh, is it not one? Is it though? Um, so you're having a rough time. You've been up in the crow's nest before, uh, under most circumstances, but never during a storm quite this big. And you're pretty small, and you didn't tell anyone you were going up there. Uh, and you're having a hard time hearing people and like the rain is just pouring down on you and the lightning you're just like wait that was really close you start to panic a little bit and you're just like <gasps> trying to just keep keep you just hear your pulse in your ears you know like like you've been running too hard just boom 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 boom, boom. it's it's a strange alluring kind of sound all right well oops gex what are you doing um trying to be in a position where i can use strategic yelling all right so let's go for um you're gonna be you're not at the tiller but you're just at where the uh, aft castle and the tiller sitting sit meet the stairs yeah, down like, and you're keeping an eye right about here. yeah right yeah exactly or, or maybe here actually that's the tiller isn't that right there yeah so you're just to the yeah. just to the left of the tiller uh the captain is also up there captain zim i don't have as many on there but he's here um and tammy's up inside helping uh with the rook um and you rook, you're sometimes having to pull on an oil-coated canvas, run up there, give some new instructions and bearings, and then run back down. Um, it's a wet and miserable night. Uh, can I get Gex? I need you to roll, um, roll for shouting. So that's persuasion, deception, or performance. Your choice or intimidation. There's a lot of different ways to yell. Oh man, let's, let's go with deception. I will trick them into following my orders. That was a good idea. 24. Whoa. All right. You seem the most competent, but what it really is is the captain's just, like, steering, and he'll, like, say something kind of quiet. I'm like, oh, they better they better tie it off to the starboard or we're going to lose it. And then you echo exactly that, but louder. <laughs> and everyone's like... <laughs> impressive he's like um he's like the the extremely like wise absentee father you know like when he's around he has good tidbits of wisdom but he's just hardly ever there <laughs> so you know i'll just i'll just i'll just repeat what he says more uh, yep. presently that that is an excellent description of captain zim all right so uh here for you guys exactly so you you spend a miserable time and you were pretty tired from the encounter before. Uh, it comes up, uh, your shift is over. Does anybody want to switch it up for second shift, or are you going to stay on and try to assist through the storm? If you stay up, oh, yeah. th you're risking um, exhaustion point, though. No, I'm switching out. Okay. I'm yeah. switching out. Yeah, I'm switching out as well. She's uh, She took a beating in that last battle. Um, she's, she's done. All right. But what about yourself yeah. there, Gex? 
Uh, they seem to know what they're doing, so I'll switch it out. All right. For now. And Tillman, you're still working on your sea shanty, or you you moved on? No, I I I need the uh, I need to recuperate, man. All right. Um. So how this is gonna work is I'm gonna roll five d twenty in your absence for the second crew, and we'll just see how it all shakes out. Can't possibly go bad. Oh. All right. Oh. A ten. Did you roll? A two. A natural 20, a 9, and a 14. So the averages on that, um, not phenomenal. However, the natural 20 will count as 2. So it's a long night. The ship doesn't make much headway, but it doesn't encounter any further issue as it weathers the storm. You all fall asleep, seeing little, little drip, 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 drip from the... Uh, in the crew quarters down below, and you can you can see the occasional flicker of lightning, and the little covered lanterns are swaying wildly uh, as you're on their gimbal gimbals gimbals. Uh, I always say gimbals. gimbal. I say gimbal, but I know a lot of people say gimbal. Uh, and you yeah. are in your hammocks, and it is a rough night. I'm going to get everybody who went below for a, a, a good night's sleep. I need a constitution check, please. Constitution. Yeah. I have been in these kinds of storms in a sailboat. It is not a good time. Would it be a save or would it be a con check? I'm going to go with... Let's do save. Fuck's sake. Oh my. You How many ones? Dude. Oh boy. There are other numbers. Uh, I can't. I can't look at what I rolled because I've got a dog jumping on All right. It. Okay, 18. 18 for Isold. We got uh, 15 for Rook. I believe. Um, yep. Steve, is that your 19? Or Gex? Yeah. All right, and Dave Tillman with the nat one. He's got a crazy con bonus, but no dice. That's a seven. So, yep. I don't know. I, I continue throwing. Yeah. yeah, dude, you are throwing. You're puking to the point where you're you've retracted your arms and your legs into your shell, just kind of holding yourself. And just like sliding from spot to spot in on, in this little corner in the in the surgeon's room, and you just get to a corner and like, and you scoot away, and then it's just, it's awful. And you just keep like pulling your head in, and then when you have to puke, you pull it back out again. You are coated head to toe in your own vomit, and the vomit of the surgeon uh, Bentham. It is not a good time. It is a bad trip. And you, sir, take a point of exhaustion regardless. I'm sorry. You do not get any rest. You can spend... You do get enough time to consider a short rest um, patched together amongst the night. But that's it, unfortunately. All right. It is... As soon as he goes to sleep... I'm putting on the ring. 
Absolutely. All right. It is a dark and stormy night. Thankfully, the morning co comes eventually, and you find yourself sailing in calmer waters. It, for some of you, you wake uh, refreshed and feeling better. Before, sorry, just before, like everyone's oh, waking yeah. up in the morning. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> um. I'm going to. While he's asleep. I'm going to interject and I'm going to look around and I see Tillman and I'm going to go to Gex. If you All want right. to cut to that. All right. Just going to like shake him lightly. Sure. <clears throat> he wakes up. Gex. We need a chat. We don't have much time. He's asleep. Oh, you're on. You're on mute, Steve. You're on mute. <clears throat> Let me rephrase that. Who's asleep? I was asleep. And why aren't you asleep? Should it normally be able to sleep? This body is not me. I was kidnapped back at the magic shop by one of the brothers. They are doppelgangers. Rook, do a wisdom save. Okay. X is making a 13. Fail. That is a fail. <clears throat> okay. There's a sudden spinning sensation and this voice enters Rook's head and he actually speaks aloud Gex does hear it for just a second no you will not and Rook unfortunately you, uh, you're cut off Can I do an intelligence check to see if uh, perception intelligence to fight put any of that together? Go ahead. Do an insight check. Insight. That's the one I was looking for. Rook looks at you and kind of gives his head a shake and gives this smile. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Can I get you, Rook, to do a deception check with advantage? As you begin to walk that back, I'll let you figure out the wording on that. Oh, deception check. Deception check, but you've got advantage. Oh. That is a natural 20. You're very deceitful. Gex, you're just waking up. You're, you smell some terrible vomit coming from down the hall. You can hear Tillman down there. Rook is saying something in the 
lightning and thunders going on. You, you, you heard it, but you're like, wait, what? And then he says... <laughs> got you. Sorry. Fun oh. <laughs> times, huh? Yeah, fun. Oh, I lost that test, didn't I? Fun yeah. times in the high sea. Doesn't mean you're, you're totally, but he definitely seems very convincing and genuine in his um, tomfoolery. Yeah, I feel like I feel like Gex would sort of get the impression that something's going on, but he really has no idea what. Exactly. You don't. Yeah. You're half asleep. You're missing some of the details. It was very quick. Yeah. Yeah. So, what did you want to wake me up for? Why am I awake? Why aren't you uh, asleep? I don't need much sleep. Don't yeah. you know? Okay. Well, back to my original question. Why am I awake? You're awake because Tillman's throwing up. We're awake because Tillman's throwing up. We should, like, take his sickening mushrooms or something. Whatever it is, he keeps throwing up. <clears throat> Tillman, why are, yeah, you, why are you the way that you are? First off, man, don't worry, it's not all mine, alright? But... <laughs> I don't know, man, certain oh, rocking in the waves... <laughs> certain rocking in the waves just doesn't settle well with Blech. my stomach, man. Maybe it's like what's in your stomach, maybe there's just a... You know... A funky what? mushroom. Why don't, why don't we get the, you... Did why I get don't... the blue one instead of the red one? Oh, they're all kind them of both. shades of green. Let's oh. take you up to the top so you can look at the horizon. It might help. It's getting pretty close to dawn. And so you take Tillman upstairs. He is super shaky. Uh, and it takes the both of you to kind of help him up the up the um, yeah, we'll just like gangway. One under each arm and just kind of lug him up. Yeah, and he is, he smells as bad as, oh, it's awful. Um, and you go on up, and uh, it takes a little bit of doing, but you get him up to the top, and he takes a deep breath, and it's still raining, but it's not coming down quite as heavy. And uh, you look out over the ocean, and you just try to look at the horizon and ride it out. And half the crew keeps calling him Landlubber behind his back, because... You'd think he'd be used to things by now, but, you know, maybe not. All right. Well, in in response to those landlubber comments, I'll, I'll talk to the rest of the crew. I'm like, you do know the difference between a tortoise and a turtle, right? Aquatic <laughs> terrestrian. Well, that explains it right there. He's uh, He's a terrestrial turtle. That's... That is hard to say, I have to say. Okay, so um, the day comes, and it is yours. Uh, you you can do uh, one more navigation check for me there, Rook, with advantage, because Tammy is able to help. She's somewhat recovered from the battle. Okay. Okay. <sighs> 
I'm like on fire. There are other numbers. That is a natural 20. <laughs> there are no other numbers. <laughs> Ones and 20s. I'd, we're just going to flip a coin all night, and that's all you get. Uh, all right. Rook? It's like a college course, pass or fail. You're just like, you, you look at the map, and you turn it over, and you're like, oh, that way. And um, yes, Tillman is exhausted, level one. Um, so all of a sudden, you just realize, come around to bearing such and such and such and such, and you end up shaving a full day off of the, the sailing. Instead of going around this one particular uh, a reef, you end up skirting just the inside of it as you come around a series of tiny little, almost like they call them the teeth, uh, these tiny little islands, and you've spotted this one trick. And Tammy's just like, I haven't done this in years, but... Uh, I haven't done this in years, but we're gonna we'd save a day if you're in a hurry. And any of those little bastards are after you. Any more uh, white chips? You can floss the teeth! Are you gonna floss the teeth, sir? Or take the safe route? Oh, if we gotta floss the teeth, I mean... Alright. Why would you not? I'm gonna need uh, one more perception check from Isolde. Another shouting check from Gex. And another constitution check from Dave Tillman. Much That's better. better. That's much better. 20. I've redeemed myself. You did. Absolutely. 23. Is old. You, you've watching really carefully. You see the rock ahead. And you. Sh and what do you say? It, we're going to hit. It, it, the ship will hit if it keeps going. Uh, you need to call down if they veer either port or starboard. Your call. So my call either port or starboard? Yep. Either one should get you around a rock that's just, just below the surface. Port. Okay. Call it out. Just because it can be also wine. So I'll go with port. All right. You show port, port just in time. And uh, the, the person at the tiller steers quickly to port. And the ship just avoids crashing into one of the teeth. Uh, Gex, how did your shouting roll do? 22 22 you're giving the excellent commands are you still rolling deception i'm just curious uh yeah <laughs> oh no sorry not that time that time was uh um persuasion all right you actually mean it this time instead of like repeating exactly <laughs> what she said yeah um all right and and uh carl how did uh how did tillman do there Tillman did it funny, so I would assume he feels marginally better. Tillman did better than a 20, sir. He did a 420, and he feels a lot better. Settles the nausea, and you're just, oh, that is so much better. And you uh, you keep your eye on the horizon, you're feeling much more steady. And Tammy slaps you on the shell, and you kind of turn, and you look even more green than you normally do. But, uh, <laughs> um all right, and you make it through. And Hilda is also very sick and tired, and that's why she's not talking much. All right, you have made it through the teeth, and you are coming up on the spines. After a little while, the captain comes up 
and and says to to all of you all right we're coming up on the spines how do you want to play this we could go around there's a larger settlement on the north or we could i know <laughs> i know a little village we could probably send a tender in it's a little more subtle a little less um, wave the flag we're here or there's the main village on the uh, main city on the north this island i've only been here once um it's big there's definitely people settled here of all kinds some civilized folk and some a little less a little more rough around the edges where do you want to go feel like there are advantages and disadvantages to being at a like a main dock versus you know moored offshore near a small village i'll say this to the you know the the acquaintances here in my mind the advantage of being moored offshore is uh no one's gonna sneak their way on and off the vessel quite so easily but yet it means us coming and going requires a little more a little more mm. being at the main dock means that we have access to our ship but yet so do others so i guess for me the real question is how do we all feel about the crew's ability to mind the vessel while it's docked versus moored thoughts opinions questions queries I feel and like he's I sold. Think this is good. Please, all speak at once. <laughs> I feel like he sold when would bow out of this because she's too young. She's just looking at all of you wide-eyed, taking it all in. Tillman, what were you saying? I think the I think the crew's good, but you know, mooring off. Probably be the safer bet, I think. I think no matter what we do, we're going to be seen as strangers, right? Like, we're entering an island mainly of Dragonborn. We're the odd people out. I think, like, really comes down to how sketchy people we, you know, it would be to. <clears throat> to have the main ship docked. I don't necessarily think there's too much of an issue with it, so long as we kind of go in, do our business, and get out. Our business probably won't be quick. We just have to deliver the package. Yeah, but uh, that can sometimes come with complications. Captain knows of a village small village. I think we ought to go there. Yeah, okay. Says Hilda. <laughs> I play Hilda. Let's, hmm. let's go to the small village, Captain. Alright. I'll, um... Oh, what the heck? Alright, there we go. Alright, um, I'll have the crew bring it around. We'll wait for you for your signal. 
if it's um if it's more than a week I'm afraid we're going to have to turn back unless you can signal us to stay longer if it's going to be more than a week we'll send you a signal okay so the captain and the crew make ready you make your way around to the south kind of south uh, south the west uh, end of the island. Now, this is a very large island. Um, there's a series of mountains. Uh, probably several of them were one-point volcanoes, and you can tell that the one in the middle is still an active volcano. Very, very clearly an active volcano. And you can see the plume of smoke coming off of it. Um, the other peaks, there's at least three or four other kind of peaks with some ridges in between connecting in a few places. Uh, there's kind of a natural kind of valley on the east, and then again uh, a bit of a ridge as though a ridge line of mountains um, kind of along the way in the middle, and then a kind of another valley to the west. You make your way around to the southwest west edge, and just around this one volcano that is um, it's small, but it is, you can see the black stone just pouring, like, slowly, as though frozen in time, just as though it was pouring into the ocean. It's not currently moving or red hot or anything, but you can tell that at one point in pretty recent history, this was a lava flow, and you can see the, the strange, um, almost sinuous kind of straw-like protrusions at the water where the water meets it and makes these little channels up and inside. Um, around that, you kind of crest your way around into a bay that is a, itself a fairly natural harbor. And you end up, um, you see all kinds of, all manner of birds, even some of the, um, you do see a couple of what, what the old druid on the island once called um, mean gulls, these leathery bat-like winged creatures, fair bit bigger uh, than your average seabird, just flying in small packs. You also see plenty of sea uh, seabirds. You even see some dolphins crashing in playing in the waves uh, as you come around. It is turning into a beautiful day. The ship anchors and gets makes several different rowboats ready uh let's say two rowboats are ready at your disposal when you want to go to shore you, you can see the forest mm -hmm. is a little ways back um and this n natural black sands line this this beautiful um uh, this little beautiful crescent shape uh it's not big and on the farthest edge, the, the forest has grown almost to the water, but then it kind of pulls back a bit in this natural bay, and you can see a river flowing um, just into about where the center of the bay would be, a small uh, a little tributary just, just carving its way through the sands uh, and uh, making a natural kind of jetty there. And a little bit further back amongst the trees... You can just make out a small hut, and then an, a little another one a little bit further up, and maybe some kind of kind of wooden plank structures in amongst some of the trees, right in the middle, right near this small um, near this small river. All right, how do you want to proceed? Um, 
Gex is not going to say anything about this, but he's going to observe whether or not Anna tries to come with us or stays on the ship. And then just uh, get the uh, the boat ready to go to shore. Sure. All right. You gather up some supplies. You duck in and take a look at Anna. Um, Isild, as you're kind of running around following various crews, uh, orders, and uh, Anna kind of grabs at your hand as you go running past uh, in the galley. She's still dressed in the same clothes, and they're getting a little more ratty every day. Um, but her face appears human, uh, although pale and, and slender. She's a little younger than you are. Um, even though you're half-elf and you, you age a little slower than most humans. But um, she... There's something about her that is very bizarre, and you can't quite put your finger on it. But she looks at you, and one eye is fully dilated, and the other one is just a regular. And she looks at you with this very strange look, and she's like... You... You seek... You seek Yoda adventure. <laughs> Yoda, <laughs> nice. <laughs> I'm like, what? Tell me. I think she said, I seek adventure. Tell me. No. <laughs> what is it you're after? In your heart. And she takes this overly long finger and just gently just in the kind of the the sternum here upper sternum I'm I feel like I'm shitting a brick right now <laughs> and you, um... you hesitate and she draws her hand back, and there's this ever so slight prick, uh, where her it looked like a finger, but it felt like a claw, just a little. And the, you can see, you look down, you see the single drop of blood just slowly making its way down and absorbing into your shirt. I'm just gonna kind of follow it, and can I? Can I do like some type of check, maybe insight or something to discern her intention? Like, is there malice? Is there sure. true concern? Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying. Absolutely. Go ahead and do an insight check. All right. Um... Twenty-one. Twenty-one. Even though she's a very strange, probably the strangest human you've ever run into, there's something... And she's creepy as fuck. But... There's something very earnest about her. And very... It's like she's listening to a song that no one else can hear. And every once in a while, your heart just, in its regular beating, just aligns with her strange little movements and strange ways. 
and everything just got quiet for a moment when she's there and then she she kind of gives this uh okay and she looks towards the island and she says there's so much here all kinds all kinds this is a special place almost all are welcome almost And then she turns, sits down, and starts not even peeling a banana that she pulled off the off the uh, mess hall, and just takes a bite out of it and just chews it like it's no big deal. I'm just gonna watch her for a second, and just kind of lean down, like toward her, like almost like in a hushed tone. Mm-hmm. And just whisper in her ear. I'm looking for something that was stolen. And then I'll go back to my post. All right. The rest of you make ready. And um, who, for the sake of not splitting the party, does who's all going? You don't have, you can if you want to, but. Yeah, I think we're all going. All right. You put in, and um, as you're going, uh, Isold, um, Captain Zim gives you a horn, a small horn. It's like a sounding signal horn, and a pack of flags, so that you can con- you can communicate with. Um, what? There's a fancy name for flags communicating at sea, but. Let's just say you know how to do it. He, and so you can do the flag messages, really simple messages, uh, back and forth to the ship if you're in line of sight. Sena? Okay. Something like that. I don't, I don't know. Something like that. All right. So you all make your way ashore, and, uh, and the waves are uh, not too bad in this little bay, and you pull up on the black sand beach of the spines. And... You get to shore, and you. By the time you row in, you can just see the ship. It had to anchor pretty far out. Semaphore. That's it. Thank you so much, Longer. Oh, uh, Lorger. Um, so you. I knew there was something like that. I was like, senior moment. I don't know. Uh, so you make it to shore, but even by the time your tenders pull up on the shore, you can see about four or five figures walking out of this small village at the tree line and making their way down towards the tenders as you pull up to shore. You can see um, they're fairly big, uh, definitely appear to have some kind of staves or spears or some kind of uh, accoutrement with them. They look like um, they're they're large for humanoids, um, larger than your average human by a little bit anyway. And uh, the thing that tends to set them apart is you can see this long... At one point, they kind of, a couple of them kind of start skirting wide for a bit to get around a, a, a tide pool. 
and you can see these long tails dragging behind them. Lizarding, lizardine, lizard-like tails dragging behind. And as they get closer, you can see their um, armor in some of them. Some of them are almost naked to the waist. Um, uh, rudimentary leathers and hides, uh, some bone. Uh, one of them is wearing an iron uh, helm, uh, which looks like it was... It, it, it actually looks almost insectine in a way, the helm, like it's, it, but it, you can tell that it's, it is some kind of metal and uh, as though some kind of trophy and comes walking up and uh, uh, they stop at about 50 feet and you guys pull up on your boats and they just watch. What do you want to do? Right up to them. They kind of tense as you get a little bit closer and a little bit closer, and some and two of them hold out kind of their their spears. They look handmade, but pretty pretty large and pretty pointy. Um, they just kind of stare at you. We'll call. I, I think when we get into like shouting distance, we'll call out to them, like hail the you know hail ourselves, like we're you know we're making landfall. We mean no harm. We come in peace. Take me to your leader. I'm going to get Rook and Gex. Um, one of you can roll with advantage or uh, for persuasion or deception if you plan to murder the leader. Um, and uh, uh, and uh, or both one of you could roll with advantage or both of you could roll. A roll of advantage. What am I rolling, though? Persuasion? Uh, persuasion. Convince them that you are... mean no harm. 19. They stare at you almost stock still. And you can just see these strange lizarding snouts and faces. Just They are definitely lizard folk. And they are definitely just staring at you, almost alien at first. And then one of them opens their mouth in this large, toothy smile. Well then, I hope you brought something good to trade. He speaks in almost flawless common. And he turns around and starts walking back with a and just expecting you to follow them into the into the village. Guys, did we bring anything to trade? Uh, I'm going to uh, one of uh, I got held those two potions. Um, you would know. Uh, do an intelligence check. Um, Isild or Gex, or both. Mm. Or both? Mm -hmm. Isold's rolling because she spent the most time on the ship before everybody else, but Gex, you had to take stock. You had to... Sorry, invest investigation? Just straight up intelligence to remember something. Oh, straight up intelligence. Maybe? 20. Nice. Oh, that beats Gex's 11 as you're just like, what do we have? 
Um, and Izzel, you had to haul a bunch of cargo loading the ship up. You know that it does have, um, it does have crates with cloth, uh, and, uh, not quite silks, but definitely like good quality cloth. Um, it's got some extra sails on board. Got, it's got a fair bit of, uh, it's got a fair bit more food than it needs for such a journey. They packed basically, um, almost one and a half times the food. So there's quite a bit of like, um, various, um, not great or fresh veg or anything, but you know, it's got salted meats and it's got various kind of hard tack and that kind of thing, um, to go along with that could, uh, if reimbursed could be offered. So I'm gonna just kind of non-threateningly walk up to Gex and just let him know um, that we have that stuff, uh, pass the information on, because um, I feel like it's more leader to leader. I think if I speak out, then they're going to be like, what the heck? So, yeah, she would defer to Gex to take initiative. All right. So now that you have that information, you've got something that's maybe worth trading. Um, I'm going to send the... Uh, I assume some of the Mook squad accompanied us. Sure. How many do you want with you? Well, let's take three of them. All right. Random three. Internet, I'm going to need three random names. I'm, I'm not joking. Internet... Tell me some NPC names. Make sure they're or red shirt. And two randoms. Who? Larry Curley and Lech. Lech. And two randoms. Lech. Lech. Poor Lech. Lech. If, we're, if we're doing Larry Curley and Mo, then we have to bring Shemp. I'm sorry. <laughs> I think you already said you're bringing Lech. All right. So. Um, yeah, we'll get some internet names or, or we can just default to Larry Curly more. I'm, I'm cool with that. Uh, all right. So you get definitely have some helpers hauling. Uh, you send word back to the ship and arrange for, um, some goods to be brought, I'm guessing. Yeah. Well, we can give them some, uh, some of the non sale fabrics. I feel like even if these guys don't have a use for it they can further trade it down the line it'll they'll they'll know its value i'm sure absolutely so i'm gonna get yeah. you to roll um anybody who you can designate as a negotiator and because you're offering uh something worthwhile um you're gonna be rolling with advantage on persuasion to get the sure. these lizard folk to um to help you when you get into the village as you're bringing all this stuff while you're rolling um it's it's got various huts and buildings kind of made out of ramshackle wood uh some of them some more like nicer pieces that have probably been scavenged like a, a finished door uh, even though it's latched just with a piece of rope it's actually a nice door just set in otherwise kind of ramshackle hut um there is definitely some tree houses uh it's definitely a little bit of like swiss family robinson uh, going on here uh, some salvage bits here and there that they've traded or uh, scavenged off the beach or you don't even know where they got some of this stuff and uh, um, there are these benches that are brought out that are probably a good 20 or 30 feet long and it's like 
This is a big deal. All these lizard folk come up like families. Uh, there's some non-lizard folk too. There's a couple. Of, there's a goblin family over in the corner. A uh, pretty big family with like, like three grown goblins and like maybe thirteen or so kids. Just, just goblins all running all over there, and they're just kind of corralling them. And eventually, they get them all set up. Uh, and does anyone speak goblin? No. Okay. So they're. Pat puttering away in goblin and uh eventually they get everybody settled and the lizard folk are kind of hushed down and in come one of the lizard folk um and there's a real they're definitely scavenger survivor folks but it's not um it's not disorganized it's not it's not threatening um well go ahead and do an insight uh, let's do a group insight check just for fun. I did see that 20 though, Steve. So that's a 20 for your persuasion. And that was with advantage, right? Mm-hmm. All right, Larry, Curly, and Mo drop off the boxes of trade goods. <sighs> Back to those rolls. Tillman. 30-20. Tillman with a five. Gordon with the dirty 20. Izzled with a 12. That's better than average, but you're still very, very distracted. Like, you're picking up not just lizard folk, but all a couple of different groups. You even see, like, there's a half elf uh, at the back. Um, it does seem like a real mixed bag. Uh, you see a couple of half orcs way down at the end of one of these benches. Um, it does seem like many folk are welcome, uh, and they are all in varying degrees of fancy dress or homemade and um, greeting each other in the way that neighbors would greet each other. Um, but everybody kind of keeps their distance from you as you set up at the end. They kind of set up almost almost like five benches or five benches kind of in a, a ring and you guys are at the end with a bench all to yourself. Sounds good. And a couple of them walk forward and, and kind of give a, a long nod and turn and, uh, and turn back to the group. Ah, you can see we've got people joining. So welcome. Welcome to our village. You say you come in peace and you bring a box. So, what's in the box? This box, well, first of all, I have two boxes. And I'll get to this big, <laughs> I'll get to this large chest second. Firstly, I am Gex Techford. Elder of my family, and recently turned adventurer. I offer you first a box of goods to trade, but but me even before that, I offer you something personal. This box, this small box, is meant for holding your chickens. This box. The goblins seem very excited by that. This box. Is very special. When you're about to kill a chicken and it's feeling the imminent anxiety of its own death come on and it starts to get flustered and it starts clucking 
This is the box in which you keep your fluster clucks. I present Ooh. it to you. The uh, the goblins are visibly excited, and and the the big lizard folk man who's standing there he's he's huge. These spiked gauntlets on his arms, um, fairly bare chested, but this beautiful necklace that you're pretty sure belonged in like a court. Uh, and he's, he kind of hushes them down and turns back. All right, my name is Zuni. These are, well, these are the people. And, uh, yeah, that's Bob and Crawl and Tsa. And, uh, those are the, the blog, what are they, Quinn? I don't, I lost track. And the goblins skitter. <laughs> and they go running away. Uh, a couple of them goes running off, and then they go track down a couple of their, their kids. So, we'll take your cluster what is it? This box will contain all your fluster clucks. <clears throat> we'll take the box for fluster clucks as a gift to start negotiations. We offer you wine, food, safety, and passage. I don't recommend you go in that way. And he points off almost due west. Why mm. what's that way? That's the shitter. It's very Good smelly. To know. Good to know. Good to know. Good to know. I appreciate that. Yeah. Um Seems like you have a thriving village here full of quite the plethora of folk. Uh, do you how do you sustain yourselves here well the island provides and we trade with the inlanders mm. is it a thriving trade do you do well for yourselves <laughs> we do alright do you have warriors among you of course Hunters, too. Mm -hmm. They do double duty when we need. Mm -hmm. But it's mostly peaceful. Unless outsiders... And at that point, there's another voice. Uh, a lower hiss of a voice, almost. Um, from a, kind of a darker corner off to the side. And there's somebody just sitting there, hood up. Um, just kind of keeping the shadows. Uh, and they, they speak up and... Uh, and she and it's a female voice and she's like unless outsiders bring trouble you can't quite make uh, out like her creed or, or anything uh, from this distance or like what kind of um, character race she might be but definitely keeps the hood down low slender though shorter than the, than a lot of the others except the goblins obviously well, depends on your definition of trouble, but we mean nothing but good toward ye people here. We wish only to pass through and moor our ship in your bay. If uh, 
If you're okay with us mooring your ship in our bay, as our captain has led us to believe you might be, we will be grateful and uh, and be on our way. Uh, Zuni pipes up again. Well, how long? Absolutely no longer than a week. All right. I mean, if it were up to us, you could stay longer, but uh, uh, the governor, the, the governor might protest to a long visit. Gets a mite bit cranky. Hmm, <clears throat> the governor. Who's the governor? Tell me about this governor. And the crowd kind of kind of gets low and, and <laughs> he shushes them and says, we are vassals of the regional governor, Pilki. Pilti? Pilki. Pilki the temperate. Uh, and somebody else calls a... <laughs> You made him temperate. And he shoots them a look. Well, well. Okay. It's good to meet you. All of you. We will accept your hospitality. Trade you some of our fine cloth. And uh, let us share a story. And I hear Tillman here has been working on a song. Maybe we could have him sing for you. And they seem very excited by the idea of song. Songs here are about news and stories and sharing of culture. So they have a special place uh, throughout most of the realm, at least in my world. God. Um, so they kind of hush and all eyes look towards Tillman and uh, they kind of encourage you to sing a song and somebody comes up with this little drum, like a handmade drum and they kind of put it into his hands and um so Tillman what do you want to do I'm uh surprisingly we were asking about you know what my skills and tools were uh earlier on well I have a hand drum so <clears throat> I will proceed to uh to join uh in in a duet a, uh, a hand drum battle if you will oh okay well um so, uh, let's go with Bob. Bob comes over and uh, starts drumming on a hand drum, and so do you. And it just becomes uh, a, just a 20-minute drum solo. Uh, back and forth and back and forth. And a couple of people are like, ah, and then the goblins smack their kids who were yawning. They're like, okay. And, uh, so go ahead and roll performance for me there, Carl. Never said he was good with the hand drum, just that he had one. <laughs> oh no! Right. Oh he just, no! He just does like the most standard like. Yeah, he's he's hitting on like one and three when the other person's doing two and four. It is that's a two. I notice you say it's a negative three on your performance rolls, dude. Yikes. Um. <laughs> it is it is oh, not good three. and everyone's just like 
just trying their best to counter, and a couple of the really little goblin kids just kind of rudely stick out their and like run off to go play, and like everyone else is like, uh, I'm, you know what, I was doing a thing. And so at about the 18 minute mark, patience is worn out for most people. Even the other drummers just like, we we can stop if if you want. See, Tillman loves to learn things. He learns good. He executes poorly. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna get you. Um, head outside. knowledge. Head knowledge. Yeah. <laughs> head knowledge, not not rhythm. Um, anybody it's else? It's because wanna... he's a total. It's all slow. <laughs> it's like... And he's exhausted. So. Yeah. Oh, so you'd be rolling with disadvantage. Let's see if you can roll he's... any worse. In his mind, he's Neil Pert. In reality, he's a drunken Ringo star. That second roll was so much better. I'm going to take pity on you. Um, you're not getting the second roll, but I'm taking pity on you. As they're just like... No, no. Uh, and then... Um, at that point, Gex, uh, Zuni kind of takes you by the arm and says, Walk with me. And you go walking a few feet away. And he's, he's like, lowers his voice and looks back. He's like... um. I'll tell you what. I'll, you throw in um, a nice cloak and get your friend to stop drumming, and I'll arrange to to take you to Pilke. I'll do you one better. You send us with one of your best warrior slash guides, and I will destroy that drum. You, sir, have a deal. And he shakes your hand on the spot. All Somebody right. Somebody starts singing. <laughs> <laughs> he's a so, 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 do not he's expect adventure to be like this. Adventure is tone deaf. As soon as, soon as Gax is done shaking his hand, he'll, he'll come over to Tillman and go, Tillman, listen, I made a deal. He's going to provide us with a, you know, a fighter slash guide. I just need the drum for a second. But it was my yes. father's drum, dude. I, I know, I know. But you got to give it to me. Just just trust me, okay? It's it's like they require uh, that I have the drum and for just a second here. And you look out over the serious wow. faces of all the lizard folk and the other assembled peoples. The adventure rests on you, the Tillman. What do you do? <laughs> All right, man. I trust you. It's a very sentimental drum. <laughs> uh, so then I'll, I'll walk over to the, the the fire. I'll go to the far side of the fire from Tillman. <laughs> I'll just hold it up and go... <laughs> This drum belonged to the turtle's father. This drum was sacred to his family, and yet he offers it as sacrifice for... Uh, Wait, what? <laughs> pay tribute to your tribe, and then I'll toss it in the fire. 
Fuck no, I will grab it. <laughs> he goes scrambling forward. Um, I need you to do a dexterity saving throw, Tillman. Damn it. The rolls just keep on going, man. Yikes, that's a six. So you're going to take uh, a little bit of fire damage as you reach in. It's a pretty roaring blaze at this point. Uh, you're going to take six points of fire damage, and the drum is pretty consumed and smoldering the skin almost instantly. Uh, but the edging, uh, the outside of the drum is just a little bit charred. You get it out, you start slapping it. Um, the fire is out, and it is... The skin is ruined, but the outside is still good. <laughs> Gex just mutters under his breath. Okay, good enough. <laughs> and Zuni nods yeah. appreciatively. <laughs> Tillman, while usually a calm and mellow individual, looks at Gex. And with no doubt in anybody's eyes... He sees red. All right. Um, and he I'm conveys sorry. the message. He, he doesn't rage, but he conveys the very unusual disappointment in the basis of trust that was offered and visibly, visibly mocked. So, yes. He looks at Gex and I'm gonna I'm gonna say very very disappointed. I'm Dave, sorry, man. Dave, sorry. you have inspiration. If you use it at any point until sundown against Gex. That's a D6 inspiration. <laughs> Alright. All right. All right. So Zuni seems pleased by this. The music was awful, um, and he kind of they goes he goes by and slaps um, Tillman on the. Uh, actually, he looks at he's about to slap Tillman on the shoulder. Looks at him and thinks better of it, and he's like, "We'll get you set up." And they go, and um, after a little while, um, the the short kind of hooded. Uh, a female comes walking up to you and Zuni and her have a quick conversation and then and then he nods towards you and, and you get a look at her and she um, she's, a, she's a drow she's a um, the, the traditionally the dark elf kind of her skin is darker complexion but quite pale almost like a, a luminescent dark purple in a way and she's got this whitish kind of hair uh, hidden under this hood away from the brilliant sunshine of the island. And she comes walking up to the rest of you. Um, and and uh, she mentions, she looks you up and down and says, All right, I'm supposed to take it to Pilkey. Keep up. Don't get yourselves killed. I shall do my best. All right. You, are, you're going right away. Or you're going to stay in and look around for a bit. Well, I might, you know, partake in a little bit of food and drink, but absolutely. Well, that's been going get, on. Uh, that was the 20 yeah, minute drum solo. 
I'll get uh, I'll get uh, Tillman a drink. I'll get a drink and I'll get Tillman a drink and I'll sit down next to him. <laughs> and I'll give him I'll give him one. It's oh, a really Tillman, are you okay? Sweet rum. Okay, keep going. Yeah. <clears throat> man. Tillman. People have to understand, man. Us turtles, the only material goods that we receive from our tribes are are things were passed down from generations and generations in our family and that are essentially sacred to, to not treat it with respect man it's not cool it's, it's not cool i understand gex sometimes you know he gets carried away with his antics you remember when he had you on that on you and Hilda on that wild goose chase to, to heist and steal things and now this in hindsight man it was poorly planned out but uh, we made it though we made it that's the important part but Rook. I don't know man Rook. just keep an eye out just keep an eye out for him sometimes he doesn't always has your have your best interests at heart Rook, I need you to roll uh, Deception, persu Persuasion, something or other with advantage. Go ahead. Yep. Just to yep. see how effective you are. <clears throat> An insight check from Tillman, please. It's not doing so fucking uh, Dirty 20. Carl, you cannot buy a D20 <laughs> roll tonight, man. Oh, all right, that's a five for Tillman and a dirty 20 for Rook, so. Shit. The good news. Gex is just an asshole. Tillman, you're just totally <laughs> distracted and distraught, and, like, you can hear the pulse in your ears. Just, mm, mm. But Rook has managed to get through to you a little bit, calm you down a little bit, um, at least reminds you of a couple of the things you guys have gone through together. And that's pretty much the only thing that stops you from clobbering Gex right then and there. But you'll keep an eye on him. I, that I, will. I will keep an eye on him. Izzel, what have you been doing this time as you're taking it all in? Um, is there anything in particular you're hoping? to accomplish as you're looking at everybody as you're about to prepare to leave the village um I feel like she's just taking a lot of it in and as this whole thing kind of goes down um between Gex and Tillman she's there's kind of this look of you know terror on her face like Oh my god what's gonna happen and yeah she's just kind of trying to stay as small as possible as to not get in anybody's crosshairs <laughs> and while this is all going down you're just taking it and be like wait a minute these people were so unified to fight in battle or to organize against the storm but now it looks like oh crap and this little yeah, tug. she's second guessing. 
coming with them. <laughs> and this little tug on your arm, and this little goblin looks up at you. You don't speak goblin, right? Okay, he just goes. No, Chop. I think I. Chop. Chop. Dwarvish and elvish. Yeah, so you don't know what he's saying, but he's holding something in his hand. This little little goblin boy. Chop. And I'm gonna take it and you put take. it in my mouth. <laughs> and the, and he finds that so <laughs> hilarious. It's like. And he runs yeah. and goes and grabs like three brothers and sisters and they all come running back and you you put it in your mouth you take a bite and it's like crunch it's like super crunchy um i'm gonna need you to do a constitution saving throw yeah and it's salty eat it yep it's salty and it's ah oh, it's sharp oh Okay. Twenty-two. Nat twenty. She just grind it in your teeth, like okay. You grind it down. Uh, this got this nice kind of tang to it. You get a little. It's almost like you bit your tongue a little bit. You get that rusty iron flavor, but you you kind of like that. And uh, you just it makes you feel suddenly more sure of yourself as these goblins ring around you. Now there's five of them, and they're all just like jump, jump. And they're, they're offering you all these things. And um, uh, someone's this little goblin girl with this hair and, and like teeth, like <laughs> it's horror show and these massive eyes. And she's she's just holding this little kind of rough hewn burlap dolly. And, and she's just looking up at you like you're the greatest thing since sliced bread. And um, and a few of them nudge the, the first one and he comes up to you again and opens his hands. You see like five seashells and then he's then some of them look painted or stained and he's holding up he's like chop mm. oh she would know better than to eat seashells i didn't even ask what it was that he was holding last time was is this the same thing he was holding before yep uh, just a small seashell, but you ground it so fine that it just gave you a little, little tiny cut. Didn't even do a damage, but just enough to draw a little bit of tangy yeah. blood. And they just seem yeah. fascinated. You're like that cool kid who ate the slug in in like early grade middle school on a dare, and everyone's mm -hmm. like, "He'll never eat." If you could speak Goblin, they'll. She'll never eat it. Yes, yeah, she will. Oh yeah, do it again. Do it again. Jump, jump. <laughs> yep. I figured that's what they were trying to get me to do. Um, and this other one's like I'm... bravadoing and like comes up and takes one. <laughs> and this like fangs oh, all these teeth. Uh, and uh, let's see how he does. Oh, 19 on his constitution. He's like, Jab! And everyone's just jumping around. You may have changed their... You violated the Prime Directive. You have changed their culture forever. <laughs> Which is... <laughs> Prime Directive is fucked. Or, sorry, Internet. You're allowed to swear. Uh, That's it's... cool. Oh, I'm allowed? Yeah, yeah I, this I, is I sometimes not community access myself. television. It's the Internet. Yeah. yeah, not for the children's. Even though the children are busy, children be not watching this. Yeah, 
Although I might, I might uh, yeah. actually so show my son this because he he created part of today's game, just so you know, um, for oh. me to do. But if we get that far, nice. let's see. I wanna the little one that actually mimicked me and ate the shell. Mm -hmm. He's a little bigger. Uh, six. Okay, uh, successfully, by the way, mm -hmm. I'm gonna reach into my bag. God, I hope he. Does. <laughs> I hope he doesn't eat this. I'm gonna just take take out of my pouch a small, little, really smooth black stone that has just a like a very small, like you know, barely that you can see through. Uh, hole in the center of it and I'm going to give it to him and tell him uh, that that's for his good job. He looks at you, looks back at it. You flag oh. him down before he gets the chance to eat it and he pauses it's like an inch from his no. tongue. No. No. Pocket. Pocket. Keep. And he puts yeah, it away in his pocket. Yeah. Just kind of tucks it in his waistband. And the others kind of, ah, they all just kind of jump around and go and go and play a game. All right. About this time, everybody's all done their trading, their drinking. Um, Hilda's pounding back some probably far too many rum drinks and is like trying to cheer up Tillman. Um, and, uh, and everybody packs up and gets ready to leave. And um, uh, the the drow uh, woman lets you know. She's like, all right, let's get this over with. The name's Kato. Let's leave. All right. Um, all right, Kato. Lead the way. All right, so Kato leads you up and through this winding path up and around the mountains, um, winding its way towards the nearest of the peaks, uh, kind of in the midst of one of these ridges. You climb for quite a while. Uh, I'm going to need you to do um, either athletics or survival. Everybody. We can pick? You can pick. Seriously? Holy shit. Tillman, you got to reboot that dice roller, man. 13. Oof. <sighs> Dang, holy cow. 11. <clears throat> oh. <clears throat> Nobody's rolling great tonight. Even your guide. Gex. Oh, Steve got 23. 23. <laughs> um, it is... <laughs> Alright, you're going for a while, and all of a sudden... Um, Kato's just kind of pauses at one point, and then gives her head a shake. She's like, no, it's fine. Come on. And Gex, at, that's the inst instant you hear a branch snap up into the right. And you're just like, wait a minute. Something is there. I'll say that kind of half whispered to the group. Something's there. Something might be following us. You... Go ahead and do a perception check. Now that you've got the hint that there's something to be spotted, I'm going to get you to do that. Five. 
finally Tillman comes through with the 24. It snaps back into it. Are we all doing perception checks? Yeah, go for it. I'd smash your drum more often. <laughs> what is going on tonight with my rolls? <laughs> there is only That's one number. That's <laughs> 20 from Gordon. Holy crap. All right. He notices all the things. 24 for me, too. Um, he knows like, exactly which branch has snapped. Yeah, the Tillman's three. just like... In his combat ensues, it's the other number. Yeah, exactly. Um, Tillman, you look up and there's this dark shape in the trees. You see fangs. You see two feline eyes. A large black shadow of teeth and fangs. Uh, those are both the same thing. Um, and uh, and you just instinctively get this idea. Huh. But that's not where the branch broke. The branch broke over there. And it looks there. What do you want to do? Oh, and Gordon, too, you also spot this. Oh, sorry, Rook. You also, in fact, you reach out and just, you hear in your head, Rook. There is something. There is something there that is not there. Beyond God. Do not trust your eyes. All right, I'm gonna get you. You're not surprised. There was gonna be a surprise, but there is not surprise. I'm gonna get you to roll. I have observant anyway. Ooh, damn. All right, no surprising this crew. Go ahead and roll initiative. Am I close to someone? Uh, Yeah, you're standing right next to anybody you want. You're kind of all clustered. All right, I'll uh, I'll put a hand on uh, on Rook's uh, shoulder and give him a vigilant blessing, so advantage on the next initiative. Nice. Twenty six for me. I didn't mean observant; I meant alert. Oh no worries. I can't be surprised. Oh. You're not kidding 24. about 24 for Rook. All wow. Right. What else we got? Wow. Um. 10 for Tillman. Okay. How'd you do there, Steve? 19. 19. All right. All right. So, Isild, um, you can't quite make out exactly what it is, but you see a shadowy fig, like a shadowy shape, um, and you see the glint of 
kind of almost like a, you know, an animal in headlights at night, the glint of the eyes. You can just get a little flash of that from two places, and you see another one on the far side. Um, it's almost like the path was being uh, flanked. One's over there and one's here. Kato is right in the middle, a little bit past these things. There's a large tree uh, on both sides. There's um, various trees and jungle. Uh, and there's a bit of a ridge off to the right side uh, that if, with a bit of high ground over there. What do you want to do, Isold? I uh, reach... I grab my bow, and as I put my hand around it, around the... And to study it, I prick my finger, uh, and I will focus kind of in that area and take two shots. Nice. Uh, which one? There's one dark shape on the left and one dark shape on the right. Which one do you want to go for, or are you going to split? Left. All right. Make your Actually, rolls. yeah, because I would. I would boom, boom. I would go one side each. Uh, I just got a quick do. Sorry. Gotta do my damage to myself. And I'd Oops. like you to roll both attacks twice. Roll both attacks twice. Mm -hmm. So with advantage. Mm -mm. With disadvantage. Yeah. Okay. That's fine. I'm like, what? <laughs> You've never encountered creatures like these. Okay. Uh, so the first. First shot with disadvantage is a 18. Still really hit. good shot. The the arrow seems to strike true and you hear this. So that's seven damage plus my crimson right, which is an additional, I believe, D6. I'm up to a D6 now. Yeah. So I will do that, and it's uh, storm, so it's uh, lightning damage. All right. If that right. matters. Nope. Well, it, it seems to all take effect, and there's this flash of spark uh, as this thing is illuminated for a second, and you see a large black panther-type cat, but there seems to be an extra set of limbs on its on its arms, uh, paws, and then the, you can just see the outline and the sparks of these long tentacles off of its back. Okay, my second, uh, the crimson right damage was six. All right, nice. Um, and the uh, sh so my next roll for the other creature on the right. Yep. Was a fourteen to hit. A 14, you can, you see the arrow, and it just grazes. It does hit, but only just. Well, uh, it okay. does hit. It's a hit. Oh, okay. So, and that would make sense. It's only for piercing damage. Mm -hmm. um, 
but an additional five lightning damage. Nice. And again, you see this thing illuminated as our... All right, um, coming up next. And that's oh, that's sorry, my go, turn. Do you want to move it all or stay in the line? Stay on the path? Um, How close, like... I do want to move Ooh. away from the cluster. Okay. A little bit. Um, it's a um, fairly I, narrow path like, between trees, but you can go off the path and suffer um, uh, rough terrain. Or you can go back, just straight back, and stay on the path. Uh, it's a pretty well-worn path through the jungle. Um, and I'll go back a little bit. Okay, so you go back. Uh, the creatures it's... were about 25 feet away, but on both sides. And so you move back until how, how far do you want to go back? I will go back about so that I'm about 50 feet from them. All right, 50 feet back. You keep on hustling. All right, coming up next. Rook, what do you want to do? You've just seen all this go down. I'm going to move off to the side and, and bonus action hide. All right. Uh, make your stealth check, please. Twenty-five. Twenty-five. Uh, that's pretty damn good. You're fairly certain that uh, you are well hidden. Um, are any of these two creatures that have just been hit? Are they like difficult to hit? Are they hiding? Are they are they um, now out in the open? They've been hiding, but because she spotted them and lit them up with lightning, they're not currently stealth. So they've got okay. a, a little so, bit of cover from the branches and the trees and everything, but that's it. Okay, the one that is, um, you know what? I I will hold my action until one of them comes out to attack okay and then i'll yeah and then i'll loose an arrow all right so, so i'm basically waiting for them you practically disappear behind a tree and then whoosh, pop up behind another one and a holding action cool coming up next you don't have to wait very long as the both of them leap down um one of them's going after kato and the other one seems to be going i didn't ask you for a marching order so i'm gonna get you to uh uh, now that I've dragged you to an actual map, let's drag people down. Uh, let's say the path was kind of winding its way east to west over this ways. Um, if you want to throw your characters uh, in a rough marching order, I don't think uh, I don't think uh, we have an Isild yet, do we? No, I don't think I'm there. Uh, can you see the map or no? I'm yeah, just can... trying to see it now. Okay. You should probably can use Hilda token now. Yeah, for now you could you could get away with using Hilda. Although Hilda, let's maybe she stayed back at the ship. What do you think? <laughs> nah, she would have come along. It's true. I felt like she was getting pretty uh, drunk on drunk. rum. Yeah, like more maybe she was just back at the village. Okay. Yeah. Practicing on a random drum. No, even better. Like, she's coming with us, but she's just drunk and lagging really far behind, so she just happens not to be in this particular encounter, and she'll just catch up after it. <laughs> All right. I think that's more that's more in keeping with a drunken Hilda. <laughs> that's true. This is canon, after all. 
All right, so now at least Isold has a character sheet, even though she doesn't have a mini. Sorry, we're doing the technical, technical thing. Um, I'll let you pick a mini later, but for now, let's just grab you one. Um, how about uh, this one, just for now? Does that work for you? This one right here. Where? Uh, I'll right I'll, here. I'll I'll throw it into your character sheet. One sec. Okay. Sorry. Exciting. I know. We gotta. All right. Cool. That'll, that'll do for now. All right. So yeah, just so I can get a gauge. Sorry, folks. When I said I moved about fifty feet back down the path which direction this direction or this direction uh so tillman let's say you were in the front uh just in front of you was the uh was your guide she was a fair ways up uh let's have her be in red let's say she'll be this one uh she was probably about 10 or 15 feet ahead of tillman uh rook ducked off into some of the trees and uh uh hilda's just in front of gex there as he's been kind of steering her and uh and then Isold, uh, you just ran back towards the back. Am I missing anybody? Okay, cool. Well, there's the Mook squad, but you know. I think most of the Mooks are probably back yeah, at the village. Back the village. Yeah. Unless you want to bring somebody to meet a no. dragon. No, that's okay. Uh, all right. So, okay. Uh, coming up next. So one of them's going after Kato? One of them's going after Kato, and uh, the other one is going after Tillman, because you're the closest. So there's the first one, and the second one kind of leaps out of the tree, almost the tree that Rook is hiding behind, these little squiggly shapes, uh, and uh, they move in to attack. Uh, so the first one goes after Kato, and... It's the first one that I'm going after, like I'll, I would shoot. Uh, that's gonna be... Yeah, you can go ahead and make your attack. Oh, that's a natural 20. As these tentacles le just lash out with the... Uh, as it gets into range and just wrecks Kato. Just boom! Knocks her to the ground hard uh, and pins her down. And then the, the this creature just leans over her. And it's about to bite her. Rook, make your roll. With 21. disadvantage. With disadvantage? With disadvantage. Well, uh, then well it, actually, it would... you were stealthed, so it's going to be straight roll. So we'll take the first one. So it would, it would be my first roll, 16. 16 hits. Make Roll your damage. You were hidden. And so I would do sneak attack, right? You do it's sneak near... attack, but um, yeah. Okay. Eighteen. Ooh, nice. All right, and that was uh, the one on the left that was already a little bit wrecked up. Okay, that is a solid. As the arrow hits, is about to bite down on Kato's neck, and she's just eyes are barely open, and she's like, and "This is the first time this really like really cool half elf uh, um, drow has shown any kind of fear at all." She's just like, "Oh." You you hear her mutter, 
not like this not like this and then the arrow just takes it right in the mouth in the back of the throat and the thing's like <laughs> and just clawing at its own face trying to dislodge this arrow and it does uh, manage to it falls back a little bit kind of hissing now the weirdest thing is um, you thought oh no you missed but you're just clipping this thing um, and it's, it's this weird when it moves there's this weird shudder as though it's like move and then the neck it's like an, an echo of it moves so it's a little hard to pin down exactly where these things are for those who didn't know these are displacer beasts two of them alright uh, coming up next Gex followed by Tillman what do you want to do um, I'm gonna attempt to stab one of them. Cause All why right. wouldn't I? Absolutely. All right, make your stab roll, sir. Stabby time. Which one? The one on the left or the one on the right? You're closer to the one on the right. It's also yeah. looming. Oh, I I forgot to make its attack. Actually, it leaps down and takes a shot at Tillman. Uh, this will all happen at the same time, though. So, um, go ahead and make your attack roll there, Gex. I'll play catch up here. Uh, Tillman, does an 18 hit your AC? My AC is 18. Okay, that meets beats. So that is going to be... Um, you're going to be taking bludgeoning damage and piercing damage as these um, tentacles have these f almost flat wide pods at the end but they're spiked and they go <clears throat> and they end up doing um, uh, 10 points of damage uh, one of them piercing and five of them uh, bludgeoning to Tillman all right all right go ahead uh sorry how'd you do there uh gex as you run up and makes makes for the stabs which one are you going after the closer one all right you run up next to tillman yeah if you go a little past him you can get an advantage by what sorry if you go a little bit past him you could get advantage oh he would have advantages the creature is on me right that's true no, it's fine because uh, I rolled a 19 anyway, so... All right. Well, it would be the, uh, the first attack anyway um, because it's you have advantage but also disadvantage because these things are hard to figure out exactly where they are. They keep shifting in, like, this almost time delay echo, uh, and you're not sure where in that spectrum it is. Um, but you do manage to hit it. Go ahead and make your... Oh, 25 points of damage. Damage. All right. Coming, coming up next, Tillman. Oh, do you want to do anything else there, Gex, or you're good? Um, no, I was just kind of... <clears throat> yeah, I'll just kind of, like, size up the other one. See if, yeah. Essentially oh. take aim. Sure thing. You spend the aim action on the next one. All right, uh, coming up next, Tillman. I will rage. 
still the memory of the drum is still uh, fresh in my mind, and he needs a uh, he needs a release. And uh, yeah, he's gonna go straight forward, keeping in mind that the the reach of his halberd is ten feet. So depending on the roll, we'll see. <laughs> As you're seeing the the strange morphing massive cat in front of you but on the far side you see Gex grinning all cocky within 10 feet go ahead make your roll 17 17 can you roll again please okay 21 even better um, but you're taking the 17 because it's disadvantage uh, but that does hit although Gex are you a bearded Goliath? I'm just curious. Mm-hmm. Okay, so some of your beard just gets a little shaved. Just a little... Oh, just a little not the beard! Just a little nick on it as this massive halibur swings past. You kind of pull your chin back. Oof. And uh, plus two to that because of the rage. That is... <laughs> 15 points of rage damage. All right, nicely done. This thing takes a heavy hit, and like you hit it, then the cat rolls, and there's this tuft of dust about four feet away to the left where it appears to be uh, as, it, as it rolls from the impact. All right, coming up top of the order is old. Okay. <clears throat> So, I'm still back here. Uh, I'm gonna aim. It, this is one right here, right? No, that's me. Oh, that's you? Where? Yeah. I can't see them on this map. There. Oh, I just oh okay. There it is. Sorry, it was hidden. Well, it wasn't, uh, I just finally replaced it. Oh, okay, gotcha. All right, so I'm, yeah, I'm in good shape with distance there. So I'm going to bonus action. I'm going to um, hex the one uh, right Uh this one right here between. Okay. And I'm going to shoot at him. And I believe at this point, uh, Hilda is like, Oh, kitty! What? Sorry? Hilda says, Oh, kitty! That's her whole turn. She's drunk. Gotcha. Uh, disadvantage still, or no? Yep, disadvantage. Yes? Okay. Oh, actually, oh, sorry. We hit them, huh? You hit them, so that uh, it so is that's a straight a shot. 21? Yeah, until the oh, end of its next turn. It, uh, it's a 20, it would have been a 21 anyway. Okay, so 21 So, hits. okay, so that's six piercing, um, one lightning, and five necrotic damn all right the the sparks and the arrows just like 
with this almost red-tinted lightning just... Um, and it, it hisses and, and, and kind of leaps to the side, but a second too late. Nice shot. Anything else? Yeah, I'm going to hit it again. Yeah. All right. Everybody's I, high level. I now. get <laughs> I get two, two attacks. Level per... six, baby. Level six, baby. Uh, that's a 17. All right. That disadvantage. Hits. Uh, this is actually just straight shot because now that oh, it's straight been hit, shot, it doesn't. Then it would the be morphing, 20. It, yeah, you can figure out which one it is now that. All right, that yeah. hits and nine points. So that's Ooh. another nine and five and three. Damn. Um, yeah. It is looking pretty rough. It's still standing and just. <sighs> All right, that's I'm your turn. I'm just making sure I don't. I'm not missing any of my like bonus things, but I don't think so. Absolutely. That's usually. Um, I'm going to. Oh, what you hexed mark it, it, right? Oh, okay. I'm gonna mark it with brand of castigation. Okay, uh, remind me what that does. I will. I will put it into the. Ooh. There you go. At sixth level, you damage creature with a weapon for which you have an active crimson right. You can channel hemocraft magic to sear an arcane brand into the creature. No action required. You always know the direction the branded creature is uh, as long as it's on the same plane as you. Each time it deals damage to you, you can see it. It takes psychic damage. Nice. Uh, your brand lasts until you dismiss it or until you use it again. Can uh, can be dispelled, treated as a spell. Equal to half your level. Damn. All right. Nice job. All right. It is. Yeah. So I'm actually going to then move. Yep. Uh, so that I can try to get up closer to have the benefit of that. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. Yeah. All right. So you go running in first and then trigger this thing. All right. Cool. Coming up next. Rook. Okay, uh, I am going to use my bonus action to steady aim, and I'll continue to, to hit the one that's on Kato. Okay, so you kind of have to like stand up tall to shoot over, or you're going to have to sidestep a little bit uh, to get a clear line of shot. Which one do you want to go for? Cause it's okay, well then I won't line. be able to steady. Then I won't be able to steady aim. Um, uh, you could just kind of stand up tall to stand steady up? aim. Okay, like then I'll just I'll stand up to get a clear low. line of shot. All right. Yeah. So, um, it's going to be a bit of a tricky shot. This one over here has its morphing effect on, so it is at disadvantage. Uh, it's at disadvantage, oh, but but I hit it. Steady, didn't I? Um, it, but it's beginning of the next round, so it's back to a morphing. Oh, I thought it was till its next end of its next turn. Okay. Something like that. Um, uh, yeah. It's, I will... Well, most of people are I'll focusing just... fire on this one. So this one over here has had a chance to kind of recharge a little. Actually, do, okay. do me a favor. Roll a d6. We'll see. Because the timing's a roll little D6. close. Okay. A six. Well, you beat it. So, yep. It's okay. not back. You can see it's starting to shift, but it hasn't quite done it yet. So you are you are a straight shot. Or, or, um Sorry, you get uh, advantage, right? With your yeah, aim? I'll get advantage with steady right. aim. Yep. yep. So go ahead and make your roll with advantage. Fought hard for it. 
I think I might need it. Yeah, with a 12. Oh! Terrible. Another 12! Oh no! Yeah. It hits the dirt in front of it and the thing looks up at you, looks back at Kato who's fallen prone there and just... And it, um... It is now its turn. So it goes running off this way down towards um, the south there into the tree line and you just see it kind of disappear. You're not exactly sure where it went. <coughs> the other one that's between Gex and Tillman tries to kind of, um, it, it's kind of circling around, but it's kind of pinned. It's looking back and forth, just hunkering down low. Um, sensing that the tide is turning for the thing. It's going to risk trying to leap away um, trusting to its uh, trusting to its displacer ability to not get just wrecked by your uh, by your um, incoming hits. So it does leave your range and trigger an attack of opportunity. It's going to go away from Gex. It, Gex did a little more damage last round. So it's going to be trying to get away from Gex by looping around Tillman. So Gex, you get a the first opportunity attack as it begins to leave. I will take that opportunity and attack. Uh, I've been it's steadily aiming. Yeah. Oh, okay. So that gives me. You won't be able to steady aim. You couldn't steady aim for a, Yeah, it's just straight shot, unfortunately. But you do have okay. an ally, so you could apply sneak attack if you felt so inclined. Yeah, I'm gonna have to do that because that's better. Actually, is it once per turn, or is it? It's once per turn, but it could be not on your turn. So if he hits it, he and there's another person within five feet, he yeah. could do sneak attack. Tillman if he hits is it. within five feet, so you can yeah, add sneak so... attack to this if you wish. Yeah, I will. Twenty-four on the attack for some damage. All right, that definitely hits. 17. 17 points of damage. Ooh. Um, describe it, my friend, as you just execute this thing. Well, he's going to, you know, definitely see it going. Do a little, uh, you know, kind of a little flourish with the rapier. And stab. Just have that nice, nice, uh, you know, stance. Nice. You buckle that it. squash. Lifting it up. You run it through as it tries to run away, and it <laughs> falls next to Tillman. Um, Tillman, you could have had your opportunity attack, but Gex stole your kill. He just steals everything. Do I see the other uh, the other one in the woods? Um, you go ahead and do a perception check. It is also now. Um, yep, it's. Uh, you're, you go oh, ahead yeah, and it's do. Well, it's about to be. Go ahead and do a perception check, anyways. You're like, Whoa, uh. I can just picture the turtle just staring at Gex. 
Um, all right, 25. You can, you know where it is. You can hear it behind you, but you don't particularly feel like turning your head right now. All right, um, next up, Gex, it's your turn. You don't know where this other one has gone unless you do a perception check to find it. I'll see if I can. So I will perceivedly check. You five. Probably not. Not so much. It's just in amongst the trees somewhere. You hear some snapping branches, but you can't pin down from where. All right. Tillman. Oh, do you want to do anything else, guys? Um, I was kind of like to take stock of where everybody is and how everyone's doing. Everybody seems then, uh, well. Tillman's a little beat up, and Kato took a beating. She she looks rough. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, just look at Tillman. You okay? While I'm walking over to Kato. Tillman is still in the blind range. He's just staring at you, drooling. <laughs> He's fine. <laughs> His rage shall sustain him. <laughs> you bend down and take a look at Kato, and she's got a massive, like, puckering abdominal wound. It is bad. Um, you, you kind of pull back the cloak, and she looks up at you like... Eyes kind of blurring. Um, she's rough. She's like a couple of hit points away from calling it in. I do have uh, a potion of healing. Two potions of healing, so I'm going to give her one. All right. Can you roll 2d4 plus 4, please? 2d4 plus 4. Equals. Yeah, on deck, Tillman, while he's pouring a potion on the wound and down Cato's gullet. Um, how'd you do? Ten. Ten. All together. All right. Nice. She, the wound blisters and bubbles as the potion pours on it, and then she drinks down the rest and takes a few gasps and. She looks like she's a lot better. Still hurt, but a lot better. The worst of it. She'll have a pretty good scar. All right. Uh, coming up next, Tillman. What do you want to do? You know exactly where this thing is. Charges down and takes a swing. With a blood-curdling like It's more of a, a really low, bassy, tortle hum. Almost like the like drone of a bagpipe. As you go running down towards this, go ahead and make your attack, sir. 17. 17. Uh, it does have advantage. Oh, sorry, you have disadvantage, unfortunately. All right. It's thingy is in full effect. I'm sorry. 17. I feel bad. I'm <coughs> robbing you of a nat 20. All right. So, you do hit with a 17. Go ahead and roll your damage. I feel like I robbed Carl. That's uh, 12. 12 points. Oof. That's a solid hit, though. Uh, even still. All right. You hit the thing. And... <laughs> 
and it, its hind legs, one of them, because it's got an extra pair, um, is kind of, one of them gets pretty gashed up by the halibur, and you reset. Uh, all right, do you have two attacks or just the one? Just the one, right? I think so. Okay. Uh, anything does else you want to do? Does Rage give me uh, an additional attack? It does uh, not. So I all. just, at high levels, Barbarian get them, but unfortunately you're not a high barb. Uh, all right, is there anything you want to nope. do with your bonus action? You could do an unarmed or uh, unarmed strike or... Um, yeah, um, I'll, I'll do an unarmed strike with my claw. The, well, do it. with the bonus action, could you hit with the haft? Like the, the other side of the... There is a feat for that. Bullet? There is a feat for that, but unfortunately... I think oh, you need so the feet, feet to make that happen. Yeah. Oh, okay. But you can do an unarmed strike with a kick or a knee or something. You don't get to add your stuff to this, though. It's just pretty much straight straight shot. I mean, portal claws are probably vicious. It's true. Them's is some claws. It is... Uh, actually, no, you hit it, so it's straight shot. 17 hits. Go ahead and roll your damage, sir. As you just rake it. Oh! And that gets the rage bonus, though. So that is... That is 11, 11 points. Oh, man, that is some nasty claws. Ugh, that has salmonella all over it. Yikes. Just like a real turtle. Residue vomit. Oh, that's true. You know what? Go ahead and... You know what? I'm going to get you to roll an extra D4 poison damage. Because you've got the sheen of vomit. <laughs> oh, it is maxed. It is maxed up. No, unfortunately, nobody else can see. Um, chat there, Kootenai. Good to see you. <laughs> Just me. All right. That is that is some damage from our turtle friend. Nice. It's hurting. It's definitely hurting. Coming up next, Kato kind of sits up, and she's just like, What the... Uh, thank you. Thank you. And she looks at Gex with a newfound kind of appreciation. All right. Uh, Hilda runs over to uh, Kato and drunkenly puts her hand. She's like, I got you. And puts her hand thump on Kato's face and just pushes her back down to the ground. And you see a pulse as she gives her a couple of uh, a couple of extra hit points there from her palate in nature. Uh, oh, and I'm supposed to say from chat, um, Bella Kootenai says hi. All right. Uh, coming up next, top of the order, Isold. What are you going to do? I will give a shout out. Hey, Adani, missing you, buddy. And then I will go ahead and um, I can see Tillman. Yep. Okay. I will then hightail it in. Can I get... Uh, Right about here. Oh, I, I feel like that looked, looked away for a second. The way I, I see it, I'm on top of him, but I'm trying to set it into another thing and I can't. Oh, I see. I I couldn't see you there for a second. So let's. Uh, all right. Yeah, I'm trying to get. Trying to get the flank. Like flanking. Um, mm -hmm. five, ten, fifteen, twenty, and then thirty. Um, you know what? I will. You can get to here, which is just enough okay. to get that flank. Okay. Because this last so... ten, last five feet was difficult terrain, but you do make it just, just All right. into flank. 
And for no action, I'm going to just kind of, you know, and give it the brand of castigation so he can't get away. Nice. And I'm going to bonus action move my hex to it. Nice. It is hexed. I'll put that on it this time. I'm just nailing this bastard. (laughs) Ding, ding, ding. And I'm... I'm so I have a normal rule now. Yes. Because I'm flanking, which cancels out the disadvantage. Absolutely. It is an advantage. Also, it was hit, so you would normally. Actually, you do have advantage then because it was hit by Tillman, so it is no longer displaced. Well, let's see if I can at least get the nat 20. Donnie says hi, by the way. And I think I you did probably not. wish you luck. That's all right. Still hits pretty soundly with that. Uh, 19. And That's that'll be hit. an additional um, whew, six lightning and four necrotic. For a total of 18 points of damage. Damn. Is he still Ooh. standing? It is still, but it is looking rough large parts of it are torn you can see the sinewy muscles underneath in a few places uh what kind of weapon right. are you using when you're not using your bow i'm curious oh right yes i was so that's disadvantage oh okay so you're shooting it at close range there's uh, way too many disadvantage advantage yeah. cancel out yeah I feel like that would have been a straight roll anyway, so... We'll still keep the 19 this time, but you're shooting it It would have still range. been the 19. You're just like... Absolute point yeah. blank. All right. Uh, okay. We're back at disadvantage, but it's a straight roll. <laughs> yeah. So we'll still have taken the 19, which came first. Uh, so you're good, but good to know for going forward. But yeah, I totally forgot about that. I'm so used to playing a character that has... Uh, the feature uh, no. sniper that I can or whatever it is, sharp, <laughs> right? It's like it's like um, archer. It's okay. You don't get disadvantage on close up. Crossbow expert. Crossbow. Well, that yeah, sort of it's thing. like crossbow expert only with a bow. Nice. Okay, go and uh, breathe. But it, that's a fourteen. Fourteen. That hits. That actually does hit. And so that's another seven, seven piercing. Six, another six lightning. Ooh. And three necrotic. Go ahead and describe it as you just fire arrow after arrow into this thing, and it just hits the ground. You just fire one last arrow yeah. into it. Just. I feel like I, you know, the the previous arrow kind of I, I'm just like standing over it because I'm kind of tall. Yeah, that's and a half elf. Right? And I I just kind of get it right in its back, which kind of makes it go down. And then when it does, I, as the head kind of comes up, I shoot the arrow, like, through the back of the skull and out through the neck. Wow. That's uh, decisive. As everyone's just watching this, this little girl just be like... <laughs> pepper this thing with arrows and just drop it to the ground. Alright. Nicely done. Um, That brings us to a moment of peace uh, and breathing as you all take a little 
breath and take stock. Um, the two dead displacer beasts, um, even in death, you can see their hides are kind of rippling and doing this strange, like, flicker effect. Uh, what do you want to oh, do? Oh, I'm totally going to go. Uh, I totally want to go skin one of them. Yeah, do it. Survival check, please. Need, need some of that crazy skin. And Kato uh, assists you, so you have advantage. She's done this before. Uh, what's my... And in the video no. game version, you would have leveled up her trust on the relationship scale. Um, 17 on the skinning roll. Normally, I'd say yes, Donnie, but unfortunately, that would mess with the cameras to have you on the Discord, so sorry. Donnie says hi, though. All right. Maybe after. Oh, we didn't do a break, and we run long. Oh, we're running a bit on the long side. All right, you managed to skin it without too much trouble. Kato takes the other one, uh, unless somebody else wants it. She, she doesn't have the right to the kill. Um, you do, if you want. You could get to up to two Displacer Beast hides. Those could be good. Who uh, else? I'll, I'll um, offer to work on the other one if no one wants it. Or, well, I mean, I'll just offer to go help skin it. Yeah, I'll, I'll offer to let her have the, the second one. Yeah. Yeah, all right. So... She nods and appreciates that and takes it, and she, she's quietly speaking away. Um, sometimes in Elvish, uh, or undercommon, rather, sometimes in common. And uh, she's like, their hides are very, very, they make excellent cloaks. So you've earned that, and I appreciate the gift mostly of my life. I'm afraid I can't accept this one. It's um, not my kill to take. Who wants it? And she looks up at Isolde and offers it. She'll expertly skin it alongside with Rook, but she's not going to take the hide. Um, yeah. I would accept that. Alright, she kind of bundles it up, uh, even though it's still bleeding and like all of that. After, it takes a, a little while to skin these things and um, she's, she recommends you keep a watch just in case there's more things out there and you skin it and gather it up and uh, you have time for a short rest if anybody who's not skinning what's up gex so i'm gonna i'm gonna take my hide in <laughs> hey hey tillman uh I, i'm gonna offer this to you either it'll make like the coolest drum skin or you could make something else out of it but i i'd be happy to give it to you because I feel I owe you that. And and thanks for letting me burn your drum. You're done without the last sentence there. But. Yeah. Alright, man. I'll take it. But he continues walking on. Because. Uh, what did we agree upon last time there, Todd? Is uh, D100 to see if. Uh, uh, my deity forgives what I did. Or... Sure. Yeah. Roll a d100, please. 
What level are you? Is your cleric level? Uh, five. And your barbarian? One. Okay. Thirty-eight, huh? Let me do a little math. <laughs> Dungeons and math. All right. Um, you gather up. It takes a little while. You can take a short rest if you like. Yeah, I'll take a short rest. I don't think I don't think I need one, so I'll just stay on watch. Cause yeah, I'll stay on watch. Yeah. All right, Tillman, you take I'm a little. I'm taking a short. Yeah. Okay. Take a. Yeah. People who need one, take it. Uh, go ahead and put that in your systems. Uh, Tillman, you take a little walk into a quiet spot where you can see the sky, and uh, although it is daytime, you kind of find a spot that's a little bit more peaceful, and you close your eyes. And in your mind's eye, you can sense, you can still sense the twilight coming. You can sense the dark and the quiet in the, in the shadows around the trees. She hasn't turned her back on you. Not yet. Although there is a sense of, a little bit of a sense of displeasure, but it's not enough yet. Okay. Okay. Okay, so uh, you gather up your things. Kato uh, takes the rest, and, and you all end up back uh, on the path, hiking through the forest for quite a while. Eventually, you come upon uh, some foothills and then up into the, some scrabbly climbing for a little bit. Uh, you take your time, but eventually you make your way into this dark cave, and Kato... She seems to be a little more, um, she doesn't, she's not much more talkative, but she seems to be a bit more at ease in your presence. Every once in a while, she'll kind of look at you all and then kind of just touch her stomach where she had that wound and give a little nod. Um, you seem to have won some trust there. So she guides you the rest of the way up through and to this large cave entrance. And inside the cave, you sense this, you, well, the first thing you notice is this acrid smell and you look around and the, the stones around the edge of the cave are pitted and burned uh, not the kind of soot burn of a fire but warped and twisted as though they were melted a little bit eaten away and you begin to go inside and Kato just walks boldly and um, and kind of pauses in the entrance and turns back. Well, are you coming? Sure, Kate. Oh, Sounds okay. good. You take a, a bit of a swallow, and Isolde in particular, as you're walking in with these people you just met into a dark cave with some un... <laughs> You've you've never seen creatures like that. You've heard of a lot of creatures, and you don't know what you're going to see next as you walk in to this mouth of this cave. Can I ask you a question? Mm -hmm. Todd? Yeah, what's up? So, when we were kind of sitting there, could I get a sense... Or kind of a 
feeling oh. of whether or not um, like these creatures were some kind of like uh, fiend or bay type creature um go ahead and roll nature or I kind of miss the old days when the dungeoneering was a skill uh, yeah let's go ahead and roll nature so I get advantage on this nice um 16 that's enough you've read a fair bit in your travels there's a lot of time at sea and um you've read about such creatures displacer beasts now they can end up almost anywhere but mostly um originated uh, often in the under underdark and other places where there's caves but they do hunt in lots of different environments they are considered a monstrosity they are not fey or fiend all right all right you find yourselves at the entrance of this large cave and you begin to uh go inside following kato and inside uh after a while she walks for a little bit and her her footsteps are echoing off the floor and the walls and there's various tunnels leading uh, around this place is a bit of a warren uh, but she walks pretty steady and true down as though she's been here several times before and she calls out she pauses about a good 50 or 80 feet in and she stops at this this one intersection between tunnels and turns back and she says let me give you a bit of advice tell him the truth he doesn't like liars and um, for what it's worth I hope he trusts you I do now enough I mean Cato does anyone like liars <laughs> we're good And then she turns and she calls into the dark. Hi, Governor Pilkey. We seek an audience. Please. Greet us or eat us. It is your will we follow. And she bows face down. Prostrate in the middle of this corridor. And then she kind of motions to the rest of you. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll copy what she does. I mean, I've been eaten once already on this adventure. Sure. Yeah, I mean, I think... Yeah, Hilda kneels, and you're all kind of fumbly as you do it, and you're waiting for a few moments, just wondering if you're just in an empty cave. And then you hear it. Welcome. 
travelers. What seek you from the mighty Pilki? And out of the darkness in front of you, this looming shadow, darker than the rest of the cave, almost filling it. This massive dragon head looms into the edge of you as the adult black dragon steps up into this small kind of alcove entrance. You get the sense it came from a larger cave behind it and is now sizing you all up. Why are you here? Yeah, why are we here? Well, oh, majestic, great, wonderful, and very scary Pilkey. We are adventurers on a quest. A quest at sometimes being about the adventure itself. And at others about riches and glory. And to be honest, part of the adventure is about meeting folks such as yourself along the way. Currently, we seek passage through your territory and wished to pause and stop in and pay homage on our way. Would you be so kind as to grant us passage through your territory? Your subject, Cato, has been a wonderful guide. And we are appreciative of your generosity You needed not come all the way here, adventurer, to pass through. And this thing gets closer. You can, you're still face down, and you can feel its presence just looming above you. Why are you here? Does anybody remember why you came all this way? <laughs> I wasn't here. Um, meanwhile, Izzel, can you maybe do a... Uh, actually, I'm going to get everybody... <laughs> to do a wisdom saving throw please as this looming creature just there's this strange almost this you can feel the vibration of this thing 
breathing, but it's almost lower than that. Like this frequency you can't hear is just vibrating. 15. And it's making your bowels turn to water as you're just like, oh, oh my God, what are we? Um, Not again. Tillman, <laughs> how you doing? Uh, 15 for me. All right, sorry. Uh, Izzel got 15. That is a fail. Um, tell me. We all failed. Uh, eight and Gordon and uh, Rook a nine. Ooh, and and Gex a 13. You suddenly all in the deep down heart of you suddenly realized where you are in in whom's power you have now placed yourselves as this massive black dragon looms over you. Heavy in your... Who is it that is busy carrying the thing? I am. The orb? Yes. All right. Um, where are you taking that? Do you remember... You were you were supposed to deliver that to someone. This person doesn't like. Um, I know that I have to deliver it. Yes. Okay. That pops into your mind, and now all of a sudden you're like, "Damn! You wish you could recall, bring to mind exactly what the details were of that." And everyone else yeah. right now, their mind is just filled with fight, freeze, or fight. <clears throat> As you all with that this frightful presence. With that, um, Isold, when when she doesn't know what to do, like her go-to, it's almost like a flight, is to overflatter. Okay. So I'm gonna. I'm gonna walk toward uh, them, the the dragon, and be like, "Ow!" Actually, you. technically, you go to walk forward, and you're just like, every instinct in your body is like, says, "Don't." Um, you just can't move towards it. You are technically okay. frightened, but you can still right. talk and all of that. I'm just gonna be like, "You are so majestic." So massive. Oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she's just in awe of them. That's fair. Go ahead and roll a uh, a persuasion check. Um, I, I, I don't think you're being deceptive. You're probably being very honest. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, no. This is one of her traits. That it's what she does if... It's her go-to. When she does not know what else to do, she flatters. Yep. So you're, you do manage to stand. works but, every time. And you just start to flatter this thing. And as you do, this thing just breathes out just a tiny bit just in its space. And just the, the casual exhale that your face just feels a slight sting anywhere where there's skin. And you can just feel your eyes start to water and your nose burns with this acidic. It's almost like breathing uh, like just a little whiff of tear gas. It's just like, oh, there is something really like painful nearby, but you're not taking any damage yet. Um, 
How'd you do? Ooh. Oof. No, I didn't do well. Oof. Whelps. You wake me. For idle flattery. Um. Your immenseness. I. I apologize for the chit chat. In, in, to be honest with you, this is my first time meeting someone of your magnitude, someone of your uh, glorious race. Uh, I, I meant no disrespect when you asked why are we here. In in my in my uh, moment of being overwhelmed, I just assumed you meant why are we standing on this piece of ground right before you immediately in this cave. And my answer was to pay homage to you, which is truthful. But the answer to the question I now think you are asking, uh, why are we on this island? Why are we in this land? We have come to deliver uh, a message, a package, to a dragonborn named Brekel. This was our mission. That is why we are in your realm. I beg your forgiveness for our... Um, lack of proper decorum in your presence and hope you would find it in your immense uh, glorious heart to forgive us for our missteps in uh, it breathes yeah. in and like you can feel your cloak pull past you as the air just go towards this thing and its face lowers down until its snout is about like 10 then five feet in front of you and it's its head is almost your size and it just looks at you i am almost immortal and even i don't have enough time for you to get to your point what's that like but Bacal, you say. You have something for Bacal. Mm. Go ahead. I signed the Gex to shut up. <laughs> Go ahead and do an in insight check. <laughs> Sure. Anybody. Everybody. Sure. Dude, no bad. 19. <clears throat> Insight? Bella? <laughs> you stole Carl's I'm still rolls. scared shitless. <laughs> oh my god. You're just like, I'm, you're, yikes. Yep, that's fair. Tillman. Better than you've been doing, but 12. Okay. Uh, Rook, 13. Gex, 21. You've never been face-to-face -face with a dragon that I know of. Or that, uh, but... There's something about the way... You've been around... You've been around animals. And you remember this old hound you had. And it had puppies. 
and there was a way that the puppies played with the grown-up hound. And they would play rough sometimes, and if they played too rough, the hound would snarl. And the puppies would realize the seriousness and kind of roll over and expose their, like, they'd, they'd back off. At the mention of the name Bracal, the 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 weirdest it there's something about the way that the dragon just it reminds you of the puppy as though something as it was playing too hard and then it's got to yeah that's that's what you get for 21 so so wait to be clear is he behaving like the puppy or do I feel like the puppy? With a 21, one, there was something about the, the evoking of the name of the, of Brakal that made this creature change its, its position in just the most subtle way and the way that it breathes and the way that it holds its neck in it, you, it reminds you of the puppy that moment just a fleeting moment showed submission right okay that's what I thought you meant and everyone else around you pees a little cause y'all are just like and this thing almost noses up to Gex and says If you have business with Brickell, you have business with me. Give me the message, and I will pass it on. Um, if we are unable to do that. The message is in a container that is sealed and it is only for Brickell to disrupt it if someone else or even us disrupt it the message will be destroyed I don't remember is that uh, persuasion or deception go ahead make your roll and oddly enough Decept you have advantage Yes, Although yes. this is a very strange moment. In the back of your mind, all you're hearing is like, oh shit, oh shit, oh shit. What have I gotten myself into? And, and it is, and by the way, it is deception. 20. <clears throat> oh, wrong button. Wrong button, sorry. Let me try it again. Double twos on my part. Oh, you lucky bastard. You just lied to a dragon. Yes. What the fuck? Um, I can arrange a meeting if I wish. If we would, you are worthy 
of Brokaw's time. Or their master's time. We would be most grateful for that. We would be extremely grateful. So, mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. you're you're almost immortal. You said you're almost immortal. What's that like? Surprisingly, it makes me feel like I have not enough time for all that I want. Hmm. And what so, is it that you want? Right now, I want to know if you're worthy. How will we show you that you are worthy? And I will take you to Brakal. As or... my colleague, as this strange acquaintance of mine says, yes, tell us how we might show you we are worthy. We shall attempt to show you that we are worthy. It is hardly worth my time. But I can waste your time or lives on such things. You will travel to the eastern side of the island. You will find a pool there. And in the bottom, a pearl. And in your head for a second, you get a flash. Uh, actually, there's a momentary flicker of light in the room, just as this illusion magic sparks um, true. Uh, and this image of this pearl wrapped in this kind of um, white opal kind of, almost like it's been like encircled by this little tendril. Um, and you then, and then it's gone. Bring me the pearl. And I will take you. If you can get well, this, what the guardian does, you will be worth my time. And perhaps Brukawa agree or perhaps <laughs> father will eat you <laughs> well good to meet you we'll be on our way to the pool and you turn and uh, start walking out, and behind you, you you feel more than see the immense creature turn itself around and slide away back into the cave. <laughs> and that seems to be your next step on this quest. Get the pearl. Seems easy enough. All right, 
I think that's where we're going to stop for tonight. Hi, Internet, or players. We're going to need the name for tonight's episode. We never name our games in advance. It's always based on stuff we get up to. So, um, I mean, we could, call, we could call it Carl's Night of Ones. Drum roll, please. Braid friendships. <laughs> oh, they're coming fast. Type them in. Type them in, Internet, or you guys. I've missed a few of those. I said frayed friendships. Frayed friendships. <laughs> I kind of Drum like roll, that. please. Drum roll, please. <laughs> as long as it's not Tillman doing the drum rolling. Yep. I kind of like Kootenai's leave it to Gordon to lie to a dragon. I was, I was yeah. wondering... If you guys would survive this moment. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. I think we're going to find out uh, what happens next. We'll see. All right. How to trick a dragon and influence people. Uh, I just added the influence people. Kudenai, that's a, how to trick a dragon. That's pretty cool. How to train, how to trick yeah. a dragon. Uh, frayed friendships or drum roll, please. I think we can do something with all three of those. So I'll, I'll, I'll mash those up later. All right. Um, any parting uh, words or ads or anything people want to shout out? Love you, Donnie. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, thanks very much. Um, and don't forget, if you get the chance, go check out Lost Ones on the Amazon. I think it's on general sale, is it? Or is it still Kickstart? Uh, it's general. Awesome. Yeah, so go that's check out Lost Ones. Hey, Steve, hold up the box. What's in the box? What's in the box? Lost we Ones. We got the box. It, it, it is a box. Lost Ones. Yeah, go right check here. that out. And that is, of course, uh, made by this guy right here. So, uh, you know, oh, show him thanks. some love. Oh, um, <laughs> has got the collector's edition. Speaking nice. of, oh, does she? Wait, wait, I haven't seen that Do. one. Ooh, shiny. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Yeah. Ooh, and then ooh. it comes out of the slide, and there's fun stuff inside that's extra. Yeah. Whoops, it's upside down. <laughs> I haven't even opened it. It's still got the plastic on it. I love how wow, yours is saving it. <laughs> saving it for the weekend. No, no, no. Rip it open and play it. There's some beautiful <laughs> stuff inside. You know, I'm, I believe it or not, I'm still waiting on mine. Show the back. I don't know why. You're still waiting on yours? Yeah, I don't know what happened. For, from what? Kickstarter? Yeah, man. I don't know what happened. I, I think. You should e oh. Oh, e email them and check check yeah. because you should have it. It's you it's all shipped. I, I got a bunch of stuff that was... Uh, the, I've, I've been having some problems with delivery lately, so maybe it ended up bouncing or something. I don't know. I'll follow up. That's my business. We'll do that off air. But thanks so much. Uh, Internet, don't forget, if you get the chance, I got to push the button. There you go. Um, hit the subscribe, the like, the follow, whatever you like. Tell a friend uh, if you like what we do. Tune in every week uh, for the next little while, anyway. Tune in every week live on Wednesdays or check us out after, after the fact on YouTube or on anywhere that you get your podcasts. And uh, join us as we roll some dice. All right. I think that's it for us, fine folks. And I hope everybody has a wonderful week. And we will see you next time as you do a job for a dragon. Oh, yeah. This is making me miss Shadowrun, man. I'm not going to lie. Mm. 
You How just... are there more dragons in Shadowrun than D&D? That doesn't make any sense. Yeah. I don't know. I don't think I've ever encountered a dragon in Shadowrun. Oh. That's because Todd's afraid of them in Shadowrun. <laughs> That's because they're, they're beefy. Because they'll kill you. And terrifying. I think the difference is people have a healthier fear of them in Shadowrun in general. <laughs> a bunch of random heroes with swords keep showing up and slaying them in Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah, Dungeons and like, dragons, great, let's go see them. Shadowrun people are like, no, dragons, no. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, thanks, everybody. <laughs> Take care of yourselves, take care of each other, and we'll see you next week. Cheers. <laughs>